When you start off in this journey of healing, when you finally have said to yourself, I want to do something about this, there's this unspoken misunderstanding or expectation that at some point you will be done with putting in work for this thing or this event or this emotion or whatever it is that you're going through. And that is just not the case. Welcome back for another episode of The Breakthrough Room. I'm your host, Christine, and I'm excited to talk to you about healing. First of all, I really hate the word healing, and here's why. I'm a little picky with the word. So when you put an I-N-G at the end of a word, it is an action word, healing. We're, We're acting on something. We're doing something, right? But typically... That ing is supposed to be an ed, and now it's a past tense. So if you are healing right now, there should come a point where you are healed. And I just don't believe that we are ever fully healed. And I feel like when you start off in this journey of healing, when you finally have said to yourself, I want to do something about this, there's this unspoken misunderstanding or expectation that at some point you will be done with putting in work for this thing or this event or this emotion or whatever it is that you're going through. And that is just not the case. You get better at identifying the root cause, connecting the dots of your life. You understand your reaction and your triggers. You get better at coping and managing those triggers and emotions. Sometimes you don't do it as well as you expected yourself to do and then you regroup and you start over. But I believe your triggers will always be your triggers. Your wounds will always be your wounds. They will never leave you, except the difference is they are not running you. They're not um, dictating your actions and your emotions and what you do next. They're just a part of you, and you have a better understanding of that. So that is my opinion on the word healing. That's why I don't like it. I just don't feel like we will ever fully reach a healed. We just have a better understanding of ourself. Now, if you disagree with me on that, okay, cool. I mean, I'm happy to hear your your word or your understanding of healing or if you'd have a better way to say it, but that is just how I feel, um, what I think in in regards to that word. I don't necessarily think people will completely disagree with me about these wounds and triggers and your history just being part of you they're just not your identity and not your decision maker um but yes that that's my take on it do what you want so for purposes of this episode though i will refer to healing a lot because that is the word that people identify with and i haven't figured out a better word to replace it with honestly and when i do trust me that is what i will use so we're going to talk about the process of healing my goal for this episode is to prepare people for what they're about to go through if they're just starting it or for those that are in it and feel like they're absolutely alone and are beating themselves up over it then you can realize you're you're actually not alone and this is part of the process so the beautiful thing about healing in 2021 is that we are in a generation where it's not as taboo I mean, it still has some stigmas, but it's not as taboo to seek help. And we can seek help in many different ways. There are self-help books, there are webinars, workshops, seminars, um, courses, online courses. 
There are spiritual rituals and tools. And then, of course, you have therapy. I will always be an advocate for therapy. I do not believe that therapy is not for everyone. And here's why. So first off, before we go into therapy, actually, I think all those tools are extremely beneficial. But depending on where you're at in your awareness of yourself and your trauma and the connections to your responses and your coping mechanisms and things like that until you truly have an understanding of it those tools may not take you that far because sometimes you really need that person on the outside to help you connect the dots and to give you some options on how to handle things or how to reframe certain thoughts and behaviors so That is why I say therapy is for everyone, but the reality of therapy that I think people struggle to accept is that therapy is not a fix. It's not going to solve your problems in three months. It is not going to be your one-hit wonder when you find your therapist, that's it, you're done. No, you're probably going to go through a bunch of therapists before you find the right one, and it's going to take you a really long time much longer than you expect and you have to put in the hard work just like with everything else you definitely have to put in the hard work so if you don't feel like therapy is right for you at this time in your life or maybe forever because maybe you feel like things that you're doing are enough for you then that's fine Uh, there's no judgment there but if you're still finding yourself in similar situations and everything that you've done you thought you got a grip on it you probably need to pull the trigger and go find a therapist for you And to share an example, I'm not going to go into details because it is personal and I do have a limit of what I will share, but I thought a specific event, person, situation uh, was the reason for my repeated relationship patterns and were impacting my ability to connect in romantic relationships. And that's very well true. That I mean, anyone from the outside could see that. But what I honestly have just realized now is that, yes, that is true. There is an impact from that scenario. But actually, there's this other thing over here that's been lingering for a very long time that I did not realize that is actually contributing to my relationships. So now I'm trying to unlearn. So that I learned through therapy, and I don't know if I would have gotten that by doing an online course or reading a book. So that's why I say therapy is for everyone. But hey, if you're not ready for it or if you don't want it right now or ever and you feel like you got it, then cool, you got it. And if you ever feel like there's a time that you don't, just know that there is another option besides all the other things you can do on your own. So usually when people seek out healing, it is because they have experienced a pretty traumatic event that they're not able to get over on their own. Or maybe they just live their life a certain way let's say they've been depressed or they constantly are finding themselves in very difficult situations and they're always battling certain emotions and they're just tired of feeling bad so they go out and they're like all right I'm ready to take care of this and what will end up happening is you'll go to therapy you'll do your six-week course you'll read your books whatever it is these things will start to make sense of you you'll start to connect the dots you'll start to feel in control you'll start to manage these emotions better and you'll feel like you're getting over the thing that motivated you to go there to begin with and usually at that point when you feel in control you have two choices you either stop doing the work or you keep going and in most cases people stop doing the work for example i've gone to therapists maybe about five times in my life 
for different for different yet similar reasons. And when I've gone through the work in the therapy for that event, I usually end up feeling better and I think I'm done. And actually, backtrack for a second, before feeling better, you feel like shit. I'm telling you right now, you will go to therapy thinking like you're supposed to make me feel better. Why do I feel worse leaving your session? Unfortunately, it has to happen. For you to feel better, you have to feel worse. So that does happen, FYI. But anyway, when I got to the point of like, oh, I feel in control, I'm happy, I'm good, I'm like, everything's great, I stopped my sessions. But what I didn't realize is while I got through that hurdle that was right in front of you, I really only scraped the surface and I didn't get to an understanding of what was beyond that so that if I was faced with a similar situation that I could handle it better. So a lot of people will make that same choice. I'm not going to call it a mistake because I think I think we seek help when we're truly ready and it's never a mistake to not be ready in that time in your life because sometimes we need to learn We need to learn certain lessons in order for us to get there. So in January 2020, for me, I, my life was good. I had really very minimal complaints as far as like, I had a good job, I had a house. Um, My relationship was still a shitty ass cycle, but like who, whose is not But I just realized that every new year, it's not that I would set resolutions, but I would set certain goals that I wanted for myself to happen that year. And every new year, it would be the same one because I never accomplished it. Take it back a step further, I have journals from when I was, I don't know, old enough to start having a diary. And when I read through them, they are literally talking about the same thing. I am expressing the same feelings, usually romantic, the same feelings that I felt with like little Bobby in like third grade to fucked up Fred at 32. You know, like literally the same stuff. And so I decided I want to go to therapy to get out of my fucking way because once you realize you you are the reason that you are not where you want to be, that's when therapy can change for you or those other tools can change for you because your mindset is different. Now, I'm not blaming you for stuff that's happened to you. Like, let's be clear. Things that happen to you, people that betray you and violate you, that is not your fault. You're never, it's never your fault if you are a victim of a situation. But in my case, what I'm referring to is I don't have the type of career I want. That's me. I don't live where I want to live. That's me. To an extent, I'm still in this relationship pattern because the pattern is me. I'm the reason why I'm still attracted to and attracting certain relationships and certain individuals. How do I stop that? And that's why I went to therapy. I didn't go for a dramatic time in my life or an emotional time in my life. I went because I was like, listen, I'm an obstacle and I want to know how and why. I want to understand my brain. I want a better understanding of how I can accomplish things in my life and live a life that is more in line with what I dream of because I want to stop dreaming. I want to create a reality. So when you can get to that point and realize that when your healing needs to go beyond the obvious circumstance is when everything can change for you. Like I said, you feel more in control, you can keep going or you can stop. I will never stop going to therapy because I realize therapy should be used as 
a way to manage my life, not to wait for it to be unmanageable. It's like training. I related to training. I used to be a personal training uh, trainer and it's no different. You know, you have clients that come to you because they're extremely overweight and they want to they want to lose weight. They don't know what they're doing. And then they get to a point where they feel like they figured it out. They can work out on their own. They can eat on their own. Some people will stop going to you and they're either going to maintain that or they're going to fall into their old habits because they needed the accountability. Or some people will stay with you forever because they just like having that person hold them accountable uh, when they need it. And maybe they don't go to you three times a week. Maybe they just see you once a month. That's where I'm at in my therapy is I will see my therapist as I like to call for a tune-up just to check in and make sure you know, we're good and I'll recap certain events. And I usually do have something to talk about, but I'm not seeing her, you know, twice a week, once a week. I'm, I'm barely even seeing her once a month, if I'm being honest. But anyway, sorry, enough about therapy. My point is your, your plan of healing will change as you get better. So again, whether it's workshops, courses, it doesn't have to be therapy. You There'll be a time in your life where you're completely immersed in it and you are taking in everything you can you'll get to a point of control and you'll either choose to stop or you'll choose to keep going but keep going might just look different than when it started that's okay so now we're in real life and you will be faced with a trigger and at this point in your healing you understand what your triggers are for the most part sometimes triggers will take you by surprise love those and The point is you'll be faced with your trigger and because you've done the work and you realize your old patterns and what will get you in a certain place if you react a certain way because of that trigger, in your attempt to do better, you might overcorrect. And in that that overcorrection, you may have blown things up a little bit. And that fucking sucks. (laughs) It sucks because when you realize you did that, you're like, oh... I'm mortified. Why did I do that in that way? I could have expressed this a lot differently. Hey, it happens. You're trying to unlearn your coping mechanisms, your reactions, and so you take it to the complete opposite direction. And somewhere along the line of trial and error, you're going to find that middle ground. The overcorrection is going to happen. It just will because you're working, you're trying, and you you, okay, you you overshot. So that's going to happen. Give yourself a break. Another thing you're going to experience is if you're in your healing phase, usually in your healing phase when you're really down, most people will kind of isolate. Maybe isolate's not the right word. For me, I do isolate. For others, I don't think it's necessarily an isolation, but you limit who you're around. Um, Where I, again, take it it to the deep end, I'm just like, I don't want to be around anyone, period. I moved to South Carolina, apparently, to live in the woods by myself. So, you know, I'm a little extreme in that way. But people will limit who they hang around. They'll limit the people they hang around that they feel are triggering, that uh, might be a lot of energy or might have a lot of baggage of their own that unfortunately 
while you want to be a friend, you can't support them because right now you're taking on your own shit and it's too much. Um, If you're dealing with something which usually has to do in some sort of a romantic relationship, you might avoid dating for a period of time. Um, I do that. I'm very, again, I'm very black and white with it. If I don't feel like I'm in a place where I can emotionally handle a relationship, I just avoid it altogether. And that's okay, because if that's the that's the time you need to get yourself in a place of maintenance and in control with yourself and your emotions and just feeling good, it's completely okay. But know that in that time, because you're reducing those outside influences, and some need to be outside influences permanently, okay? Some of them don't, like dating. Dating doesn't need to be permanent. Um, you're not putting yourself in triggering events, which is fine, but then when you get back into it, such as dating, we'll stick to that example, you're going to be triggered. I know that relationships are extremely triggering. In fact, you should know relationships are extremely triggering, but they can also be healing. Healing if you are around the right people, and the right people or the right person is really just someone who's understanding, who has gone through the work themselves, who gets it, who can communicate with you, assuming you can communicate with them. So you have to be in that place as well. The reason why I'd say it can be healing is because in those moments of triggers, that is when you can see how far you've come and how much further you need to go. That doesn't mean you need to, in my case, that doesn't mean you need to cut out dating if you were triggered again. It's just a time to evaluate like, ooh, I thought I had that under control, but I'm realizing I don't. I need to step back and look at this and figure out what's going on. So when you're in a relationship or you're in certain relationships, they can be healing if you're with the right person, if there is that understanding and that communication and your boundaries can be put in place and blah, 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 blah. Uh, ultimately, it's a healthy relationship. And this could be a friendship. It doesn't have to be romantic. But it's a healthy relationship that can be healing. When you're with someone who is not healthy, then that's that's not healing. But you will be triggered and you're going to be triggered for the rest of your fucking life. Like that will never end. In fact, there have been times where I thought I had a trigger down. Like I knew it. I figured it out. I identified it. I can feel it when it happens. I can talk myself out of it when it happens and I can get back to the real world. Now, that doesn't mean I can do that in five seconds. My hope is maybe one day I will, but I'm able to go through that process instead of believing the thoughts that go through my head when I'm triggered. Then, recently, there has been another trigger in my life, and that was not the case. I spiraled. I was a fucking tornado. Like, I could not get a grip. And I realized, though, that this event my emotions, the way I'm reacting, is not because of the event. I have emotions because of the event, but they're much bigger than that because of the wound that was triggered. So it's going to happen. It's going to be a cycle. And when you're faced with that moment, you're going to repeat your healing all over again, except it may not be as extreme as it was the first time. You're going to be much further along than you were. But that is why I say healing is never ending. It's you never reach a healed because it's going to happen. And when some big traumatic event happens, guess what? You're going to go through another healing phase. So that is my shit with the word healing. So anyway, but here's the most important thing is that when you overcorrect and when you're triggered and when you don't handle your triggers the way 
you thought you would have based off of the work you've done and the awareness you have, you need to give yourself grace. You need to. We are unlearning our coping, our conditioning, our defense mechanisms. We are unlearning our ideas of love, of relationships, of all sorts. We are learning boundaries We are learning how to better cope in the world and have healthier responses and actions, how to take care of ourselves in a healthier way, how to rely on ourselves, but know how to rely on another person in a healthy manner. You need to have grace. None of this is going to happen overnight. In fact, again, because I will stand by this, it will never end when you get into a relationship or if you're doing this in relationships, there will be a period of unpleasantness. You're going to have fights and arguments that were overreacting because of your bullshit. You will get better at handling it. You will get better at identifying it. You will be you will get better at getting ahead on something before it blows up in your face. You will just have more insight on what to do, when to do it, and how to cope. So you need to have grace. There is definitely a lot to be said about the healing process, and maybe I may continue in another episode one day, but I do feel like those are definitely the highlights of what to expect if you are going through this and you are starting, or if you're experiencing it now and you're honestly just being really hard on yourself. But I hope that you listen, you have listened to me enough where you can tell that I genuinely understand from experience what you're going through. And I'm just here to tell you that you're not alone. This is normal. This is healthy. And honestly, I'm proud of you and you should be proud of yourself because it really takes a lot of courage and strength to face, to face yourself because that's what you're doing. You're facing yourself. You're not facing the people who have wronged you. You're facing yourself. And it's very uncomfortable to acknowledge the things that you do that are not necessarily healthy or beneficial for your well-being. And to take an active step in trying to do better is more than what a lot of people will even do or even admit to themselves that they need to do. So you should be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. And I thank you again for listening to this episode. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram is hey. It's Christine. Christine is spelled with a K, K R I S T I N E. There is an underscore after that. So it's hey, it's Christine underscore. Or you can even find me at my website at findyourpeacewithin.com. I really appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate the feedback and thank you so much for your support. And I will talk to you next week. 